0: And we'll go back to the Calling podcast, everybody. This is your boy. This is your host, Cam Baskin. And we got another great episode for you this Monday. A nice little recap of the weekend. Going into it for college football. It was a pretty great, you know, great, great couple games. Not really nothing too serious. Um, Ohio State did smack off Purdue, like Kigo said. And Baylor did whoop up on Oklahoma, like he said. So shout out to Kigo for that good prediction there. But we want to get into the rankings right now. The top 10, it's probably gonna go over right now: Georgia, number one, Alabama two, Cincinnati three, Oregon four, Ohio State five, Notre Dame six, Michigan seven, Michigan. Oh, sorry, Michigan State seven, Michigan eight, Ohio, ooh, Oklahoma State nine, and old miss ten. Now, Oklahoma is at twelve right now with that loss. They dropped eight spots. And looking at the rankings right now. The best game to look out for this coming weekend will be the Ohio State and Michigan State game because all the marbles are on the line. Winner of that is going to be on their way to the Big Ten Championship game and possibly have a chance of going into the playoffs. This game right now is what we've been talking about all year. The animosity, the hype, you know, can Michigan State finally have that breakout season that they've been waiting on? Are, are they going to lose like they always do and everybody else in the Big Ten does to Ohio State? Is Ohio State going to still be the reigning champions at Big Ten, in the Big Ten? All of these questions, you know, we're going to get that answered this weekend. You know, whoever loses this game, they can kiss their playoffs hope goodbye. This ain't, there ain't nothing you can do with a, with a two loss in the Big Ten, especially with Michigan right there. Nah, I think yeah, whoever gets this is going to take it off for sure. Um, I don't see even nobody else on the opposite side of the Big Ten. In Iowa, Wisconsin, I don't see them even beating the winner of this of this matchup right here. It will be a good game, but I don't see them winning against the Michigan State or against an Ohio State. So I do believe who the winner of this who is. I want to take it off, for sure. For sure. Now, if I want to move on from college football, I want to move on to the NFL right away because, you know, we did a lot of predictions for the NFL. And on the NFL, I said the Tennessee Titans was going to win. I said the Patriots were going to win. The Buffalo Bills were going to win. And I said the Eagles were going to win. Now, if I want to go through a quick explanation of all of them, I figured the Tennessee Titans were going to win because they were at home. Um, I didn't have too much faith in Trevor Simeon, even though he did lead in passing with 298 yards over Ryan Tannehill. Um, I just thought that the Tennessee defense and they had the better, had the better defense. And I know that's crazy. Y'all said, well, New Orleans, yes, I think Tennessee has the better defense. Um, I believe that they had the better receivers, even though Julio was hurt. I still believe they had the better receiving core. I just thought they had the better all around, all around team, but New Orleans just has a good coach. So that's why the game was just so close. And that's why New Orleans was able to almost tie it at the end of the game. So, we have to look up for things like that, especially with Mark Ingram being back. So, now you don't have to put too much work with Alvin Kamara, especially on a season that might not be too bright for y'all. So, Saints might be something to reckon with coming up next season. I'll look for him, look for somebody in the draft. Now, if I want to move on, New England to Cleveland, I didn't expect New England to blow out Cleveland, no 45 to 7. You know, Mac Jones to throwing for 198 yards, Baker Mayfield just got locked up. You know, the Ricky reminder Stevenson, you know, he's the rookie running back. He had 100 yards rushing. You know, they just did their thing. Bill Belichick had a great game plan, He came out there, and he locked up the Cleveland Browns. There was no Nick Chubb. That's another reason why I didn't pick Cleveland is because with no Nick Chubb, who's going to be a run game? No Kareem Hunt. You know, uh, there's no way you can go up against a Bill Belichick-type team, team like this, a good defensive team, without any of your star players, no OBJ. So now all you have to do is make sure drivers don't have a big game and then stop the run game. Then what are you going to do? That was exactly what Cleveland did. Absolutely nothing. They didn't do anything. Score was 45-7. to 7. They got whooped up on. That was tough. But I think Cleveland will rally once they get healthy. But it's looking like their season is spiraling fast. And I'm not exaggerating. It looks like it's spiraling downhill fast. No number one receiver. Both of your running backs are hurt. Jarvis Landry, you know, has little knee and nuck injuries every week. So, you know, it's going to be tougher than them going on forward. Um, also, what I've got to talk about the last one would be the Philadelphia Eagles beating Denver on the road. I just felt like Denver used a lot of their juice last week. You know, I thought they was going to be running on that high, you know, that they because they won last week. You know, they won a big game last week in Dallas. So then come back home, you're feeling yourself. Now you got a home game against a, a, no, another team in that same division that NFC leased, you know, with the Philadelphia Eagles. So a lot of people would have – I can see a lot of people thinking, yeah, they, they smacked the Cowboys. They'll have no problem beating the Eagles with the lower record. But if you look – if I'm looking at the team – In all honesty, the Eagles have the better team all the way around. They have the better receivers. um, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard at tight end. Um, They just picked up Jordan Howard, a former running back for the Texans who left the Texans because there's no point in being there. Now he's at the Eagles. He has something to run for, you know, and then they actually use him. Jordan Howard had 83 rushing yards. Not a lot, but it's better than what the other backs were getting for him, and they got the win, so – I I really do like the Philadelphia Eagles right now. They look like a tough team moving forward. Jalen Hurts is starting to get the offense up under him. I really do like them going forward against them teams like the Denver Broncos and, you know, those middle-tier type teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Atlanta Falcons. Um, Now that Cam Newton's at the Carolina Panthers, I might stay away from them. But, you know, they could win a game like that. I can see the Eagles beating the Raiders. You see KC whooped up on a 41-14 last night, so the, uh, Pat Mahomes was like he's starting to get his stuff together, you know, 406 passing yards. So we'll see how that'll go for him. Travis Kelsey, 119 receiving yards. Like I said, Chiefs still high power. They just got to get their defense up under him, and the defense did hold the team down to, what, 17 points? Well, excuse me, 14 points, so got to give them their credit there. Moving on from the NFL, though, because we do got to give our Monday night prediction later on tonight. I just want to get into the NBA standings real quick, real fast. Number one in the East, which is real surprising to me. The Washington Wizards are number one. They're nine and three, the best record in the Easter Conference. Fine, Not the finest, but the Eastern Conference right now. Um, number two, you got the Nets. I had them going to be my number one overall. But. We'll see how that goes continuing forward. I do like the Washington Wizards. Now, they are a pretty good team. Now, there still was a conversation we had earlier who we thought was going to be better. The Bulls are the Washington Wizards, and the Wizards are one game ahead of not even one. It says right here 0.5 games behind the Washington Wizards. So we'll see how that is going forward. You know, the Bulls are 9-4 and four at number three. Cavs are number four. Heat number five, number six is the Sixers number seven is the Knicks eight Hornets nine um Toronto Raptors and ten is the Celtics so it looks like the playing game is gonna be pretty good Milwaukee is sitting out right now they are a couple they're only four games behind you know the number one seed so that's how close it is right now in the east you're four games behind the number one you know Washington Wizards it's a pretty close race. A lot of teams are good right now. And even the Pacers are right behind the Bucks. So they're four games behind as well. Hawks, five games out of number one spot. So really, you can get on a nice four game winning streak and you can find yourself in a good five, six seed. You never know what could happen, especially in the East. Now, in the West, it's a little different. The Warriors got a big lead on a lot of people. They lost their second game last night um against the Hornets. So that's going to be tough. But I still see them being good going forward. They're 11 2. The Phoenix Suns are right on them. They're 9-3, and three. Denver's 9-4, and four. Dallas 8-4. and Then you got the Utah Jazz, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Minnesota, oh, excuse me, Minnesota, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Portland Trail Blazers, and at number 10, you got the Oklahoma City Thunder. So that one was pretty close as well. And right outside that, you have the Sacramento Kings and then the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves are only six and a half games behind the number one spot. I like the Minnesota Timberwolves a lot. Um, especially with Cat down there. You also got Anthony Edwards down there. Yeah, he's been coming up. Man, Anthony Edwards has been balling, y'all. They just need a couple more pieces on that team, and it'll be all right. Sitting at 4-8, they're not the worst team in the league anymore. I mean, right now that's the Rockets at 1-12. and 12. Then New Orleans ain't no better at 2-12. and 12. So, yeah, they're looking pretty rough. And even on the other side, you got the Magic down at the bottom at three and ten. They not even that bad. They At least got some wins up under them. Detroit three and nine. K. Cunningham, he's been having a rough start, but you know people got to you got to look at this. The kid ankle injury missed some of the the summer league, missed some of the, missed all the preseason, and then just came back for regular season. So he really didn't have no time to really get a you know the NBA up under him. So just give him some time, and I bet you we'll see good things out of Kay Cunningham at the Pistons. He's the number one draft pick of this year. So, you know, just take some time. Wait on it. You know, he's still a rookie. He's still a rookie. Um, moving on from the NBA, though, it was a lot of just all that. It had a pretty lot of good games, especially last night. That Hornets and Golden State Warrior game was pretty good. You know, LaMelo Ball, out Terry Rogier, really closed the game out for him in that second half. Curry had a real bad shooting night. You know, it was a pretty good game as well. The Nuggets won last night. They beat the Blazers. Um, The Blazers are just, uh, they just, uh, they just got to give something up. It's just not going to work anymore. That Dame, C.J., Norman Powell, that's not going to work. Somebody got to go for somebody or some bodies, you know, a whole bunch of bodies. You might need a whole bunch of people. Or trade Nurkic, because he's going to be hurt in about 10 games. No, knock on wood. not saying I want him to be hurt, but. It's just what he do every year. As soon as the Blazers start to get something up on the room, Nergis pulls a hamstring and is out for like eight months. And then he comes back right when the playoffs start. And then it's like, dang, now we got to get this big slow dude in here and try to you know, reiterate him back into the offense. And it's like, uh, like I said, you might as well just trade him get you a young guy who can get boards, block, and run the court. And y'all, I think Blazers be all right, but they got to go out and find that piece. You know, They need a couple pieces, but. No, that's them, though. But we're going to move on to the college basketball. You got to get into that. Just started last week. I'm a big fan of college basketball. We're going to get into these rankings right now. Gonzaga at number one. um, UCLA, two. Kansas, three. Michigan, four. Uh, You know, Jawan Howard coaching at Michigan really got them right. Villanova at five. Purdue, six. um, Duke at seven. I see Duke gonna move up into that top five real soon though, but that top four right now is tough. Gonzaga, UCLA, Kansas, Michigan, and even Villanova would have lost. They still tough though, but I like I like I, I I like Duke as well. Texas got mopped up by they got mopped up this weekend, so they went down three spots. They at number eight. Baylor number nine. Illinois ten. And my team, my one team I told you y'all, y'all gotta look out for it, is Memphis. They moved up a spot from 12 to 11. They still 2-0. Oregon 2-0. Kentucky 1-1. They number 13. You know, and a lot of teams kind of stayed the same. Alabama, Houston, Arkansas, they They stayed at the same spot. Um, Tennessee moved up. North Carolina at 18. They moved up. Ohio State dropped down. That's because they had that close game. They had that real close game the other day I, we was talking about. I believe that was the Akron they played. They had that real close game so that's why they dropped down st bono voucher Hey, that's one of those underdog teams that i was following last year and they weren't ranked last year but it was a real good ball club last year not in rank. so that'd be pretty cool looking forward oh the UConn huskies okay 23 and usc finishing at 25 okay we'll see how that goes going forward i'm a big fan of usc trojans i like the trojans in basketball for sure so and looking like some of other teams that aren't ranked right now other you know Teams that receive votes that aren't. These are the teams that y'all gotta look out for that could be ranked the night. You know, look out for the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosiers are always a good ball club. Michigan State Spartans, look out for them. They, I mean, they lost, but you know, look out for them as well. Yo. They got one loss in the year. Xavier, good ball club. My team, Syracuse, is right in there. St. John's, anything with a Saint in front of it, y'all. Y'all can go for them. St. John's, St. Peter's, those are good ball clubs. Seton Hall. I wouldn't worry about Iowa right now. They got to show us something when they lost Luca Garza. So they got to show us. But those are some teams right there that y'all got to look out for in college basketball. Especially, you know, not just the top teams but some underdog teams as well that you should look out for. So you ready, come March, man. You can win you some money or something. Get you a bracket, fill it out. Get that hundred percent right. And you know, that's what we really want to get into. Um, didn't want to make this show too long today recap episode a lot of things we got to go over this week Wednesday I want to have the second part of the who are the fires between Bud Crawford and Sean Porter big boxing fight coming on this weekend this Saturday it's going to be a good fight it's one of the fights that a Bud Crawford has been looking for a fighter who is just as good as him you know some people might think is better than Bud Crawford and that's what he's been wanting if I have an opponent that people can be like, oh, he's not going to beat him. You just that in the third, just that the third. Because for the longest, the critics have been saying above Bud Crawford's resume doesn't speak for itself. You know, he's, he's moving up from 140 to 147. Who are the guys that he fought at 140? Now, it just seems like it's been a lot of running away and a lot of popularity narrative. And what I mean by popularity narrative is, is that the popular fighters, you know, you can say that when you're a pipe of fighter. Oh, he has no resume. He hasn't fought nobody. I don't need to fight him. He hasn't gonna fight nobody. The fight's not gonna sell. You can say certain things like that to make it seem like, you know, I don't have to I don't have to fight him. But this is a sport of boxing to where if you want to prove that you're the best, you you have to go through everybody to prove that. So especially in your division, your same weight division. This is like you having beef and somebody with somebody in your class and then you wait until your next class period to say something about him. Oh, he ain't gonna do nothing. He weak. I ain't gonna fight him. I uh, knock him out. But then, whenever you see him or got the opportunity to fight him, you don't ever take that opportunity to prove what you said. That's what some of these fighters do to a Bud Crawford, you know. And then now, see, Sean Porter is one of those different. Sean Porter is, you know, he's one of those guys is like. He's a brawler type guy. I don't want to get too much into it, but Sean Porter will fight just about anybody. And that's why a lot of people respect Sean Porter in the boxing community because Sean Porter has fought in all the top guys in the division except Bud Crawford, you know. And Bud is still looking to fight those top guys into the division. And this is what people might think would be the good first step in doing that and taking on a Sean Porter and defending his uh, 147 World to Play champion. Chip belt so that's what we're gonna see this saturday and we're gonna get in more into that on wednesday for sure but we're gonna break that down for sure because you know we're gonna talk about the fights on this show gotta talk about the fights but right now we want to get into a little quick picks um for the day uh if i really want to talk about monday night football we gotta talk about obj going to the rams now with the rams they lost robert woods he tore his acl um, I can really say that's tough, but that's a good pickup that they signed OBJ because now you might have actually lost somebody and replaced them with somebody better. So it it could really all work out for them. Um, now, if I'm sitting here, I can honestly say I'm gonna I, the the smart pick is the Rams because they're the favorite team. You know, they picked up OBJ, so they everybody probably gonna be riding a hype train. Like, oh man, yeah, OBJ and everything. I think. I don't think that they're going to win too convincingly. Now, their defense is, in my opinion, still the best defense in the NFL, but I do believe that it's going to take some time to work out some chemistry stuff with OBJ. I think – I see them having about 80 yards, though, 80 yards receiving. I still uh, – I think the game's going to be way closer than what everybody's going to think, though. The 49ers just got George Kittle back. They're starting to use their rookie running backs a lot more. Uh I guess I could say I'm gonna t- still take the 49ers though. No, wait, no, I'm not. Excuse me. I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm gonna take the Rams and I'm gonna take them by 10 points. But I do think that the 49ers are gonna keep it close. I think we're gonna see some sh- a little bit of the shootout a little bit at first. Because Jimmy G got his number one target back, George Kittle. So we're gonna see some, we're gonna see a lot of magic happening tonight. But I'm gonna take the Rams. And if i looking at a little bit of NBA for tonight, I'm gonna like, ah, Celtics at Cavs. Cavs been doing their thing. all honesty, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Pistons, they taking on the Kings. Ooh, this is going to be a tough one for the Pistons. Magic and the Hawks, Knicks, Pacers, Nuggets, Mavericks. Mm. All right, Bulls, Lakers, Trailblazers, Raptors, Heat, Thunder. All right, for the NBA, if I were to do a couple quick picks for the NBA, I would go with the Grizzlies over the Rockets. That's a gimme. (laughs) You know, I would definitely take that. I would take that plus 10. All honesty, no, not plus. Yeah, I'll take the Grizzlies minus 10. Yeah, Grizzlies minus 10. They ain't going to do them. Oh, well, the spread is minus 11. So, yeah, just take the spread on the Grizzlies. Then I'll take. You know, everybody be sleeping on the Nuggets, man. So, I'm going to give them some love. I'm going to pick the Nuggets on the road. Ooh, they 2-3 and three on the road. And then the Mavericks is 5-1 and one at home. That's going to be tough. Luca going to be balling. Look, they got Porzingis back. But I'm going to take Yoke. I'm going to take Yoke tonight. Ooh, wait. They played last night. Back-to-back games. Nah, I'm lying. I'm going to take the Mavericks at home. You know, it's going to be tough for them going back-to-back. They did, they just played last night, and now they got to play against Luka and them. So, I'm gonna take the Mavericks. Actually, I'm gonna take that into the factor. We'll take the Hawks, yeah. So, we'll take the Hawks, Grizzlies, Mavericks, and we're gonna take the Rams. And that's gonna be our quick picks for the day. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate all of the you know, the you know, who take their time to listen to the show. I um, appreciate everybody who the constructive criticism and everything, people who voice out their opinions and everything. Website is coming soon. Website will be dropping next Monday when the next episode drops on Monday recap. And so on that note, everybody hope y'all have a good weekend. Not a good week, good week. I hope you had a good weekend. Um and everything. And on that note, y'all, have a good day.